There it is, a win for the ages. This is All American, a new series from Stitcher. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf, no question in my mind. And this season, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? Season one of All American premieres August 20th. Subscribe or favorite now. Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invitae. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invitae genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invitae.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E dot com. A few weeks ago, we took my daughter Sasha on vacation. She was 15 months at the time. And um, we, we tried to keep it simple. We drove just an hour north of here to upstate New York and stayed in a hotel. Um, we took her pack and play and figured she'd sleep in there at the foot of our bed. So the first night, we placed her down in the pack and play with her pacifier and her stuffed bunny. And um, immediately, she shoots up. You know, she's on her feet. And she starts yelling, dup, dup, dupy dupoo, which um, means up. And um, we go in to check on her after, you know, a minute or two of this and find that she's been crying so hard that she threw up. So um, we figure, you know, this is a new place and um, she just needs some comforting. So we decide, okay, uh, we'll just take her into the bed with us. And because uh, she has never really slept in the bed with us, she's just lying there with her eyes open and kicking and rolling over and like wanting to like roll over onto my face. And um, like none of us, none of us can sleep. And, you know, it's the same thing with naps. She won't nap in the hotel. And so we just like go on these long drives to get her to sleep which of course means we're not sleeping. Like we need naps too, but but we're not sleeping. And it just makes us feel like, oh my God, this is like the beginning again. Like it's the newborn days all over again. And I guess um, the reason this was all so surprising to us is that she's been sleeping through the night and, and going down for naps really easily for a long time now, like like at least six or seven months. I'm just going to come out and say it. The way we got that to happen was we did the cry it out technique. Um, and I know that a lot of you out there are, are probably not going to like hearing that. Um, but, you know, I believe that everyone does what's best for them and for their kids when, when it comes to all kinds of things. And um, for some reason, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you have experienced this too, I've found that this sleep thing, you know, how we get our children to sleep. When, when you have differences with somebody over this issue, it really tends to get people riled up. And today, I'm going to talk to someone who did things totally differently from me. This is the 11th episode of the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hillary Frank. Kate Bowman Johnston lives in Philadelphia. Um, back when I had Sasha, I actually lived in Philadelphia, just a few blocks from Kate, um, although we didn't know each other. She just contacted me through this podcast. Um, 
Anyway, Kate gave birth to her daughter Adele a few months after Sasha was born. And um, we'll pick up with Kate's story when Adele is about four or five months old, you know, like old enough to start learning how to fall asleep without all of the rocking and shushing, you know, all, all the tricks. And um, I'll, I'll let Kate tell you her tricks for getting Adele down to take naps. She actually has a permanent indentation on her couch from this technique. I would have to have her cradled in my left arm. She like wouldn't sleep if I had her in my right arm. Jiggling her with my finger in her mouth. She wouldn't suck on a pacifier. It had to be a human finger. (laughs) And so I would have like, I called it my battle station set up with, um, like I would have a drink in case I could eventually take my finger out of her mouth and a snack. And then I would have my laptop and it would be queued up on Hulu to like some really long, like if it was one of those like two hour long reality shows, that was great. Cause then I would never have to like touch any buttons. So like, I'd have like it what, like what? Um, I watched Hell's Kitchen, which is that show with Gordon Ramsay where he's like really mean to all the aspiring chefs. Um, I watched The Biggest Loser. So, you know, I had her in my, my arm and my finger was in her mouth. And when she was, like, finally asleep, I would hit play on the mouse pad with my elbow. And were were you just, like, sitting there, like, waiting for for that moment when you could press play? Totally. And I would get, like, kind of irritated with her. Like, come on. This is, like, a really big episode. This is the makeover (laughs) episode of The Biggest Loser. (laughs) And... I just had, like, one of those moments around that time where I kind of, like, looked at myself and was like, this is ridiculous. I can't, I can't watch these shows anymore. I can't sit here and jiggle this baby. I can't keep my finger in her mouth. And then, and then, so, so, so what did you do? I decided I was going to have nap boot camp week for me and Adele, where I was going to, have her nap in her crib by the end of this week. Um, And at the time, the no-cry methods really resonated with me, especially because I had let her do a little crying at that point, and she would just, like, ramp herself up so much that it was really distressing to me. So I would nurse her in the rocking chair in her room. Um, I would put her in the crib on her belly and pat her butt really hard for as long as it took for her to, like, calm down and go to sleep. And, like, lo and behold, by the end of the week, she could fall asleep in her crib. Um, She could not fall asleep by herself in the crib, which still plagues us to this day. And so how long would she nap after you finally got her down? Um. For a while, she would only nap for like 40 minutes, which apparently is very common with babies that age. And that was incredibly frustrating to me that I would only get 40 minutes out of like, you know, up to an hour I had put into patting her butt. I remember like back around that age, um, my daughter Sasha was only, she was kind of a 20 minute napper. and wow. And I remember just being like, you're kidding me. You know, like really that 20 minutes is like long enough to just figure out what I'm going to do with this time. Right. And nursing, I mean, like 
you have this child attached to you all the time. And so, like, this is just the nap stuff that we're talking about. This isn't even getting into, like, what was happening at night, you know? So, yeah. So, so what about, what about night? How, how did sleeping at night go? Um, not great. I mean, she co-slept with us from three or four months until probably about eight and a half or nine months. And by co-sleep, slept, I mean, in, in our bed. Um, because I was nursing her several times overnight at that point. And like when she was sick, she would nurse like every hour. And so instead of having to get up and walk down the hall and sit in a chair, I could just like roll over. But I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with like just having somebody on you all the time um, was tough. And I mean, there was one time where I was sitting up in bed nursing her. And I think I was probably crying because I did a lot of that during that time. And Adele kept putting her hand on my chest when I was nursing her. And I was, like, swatting her hand away with, like, more force than was necessary. (laughs) And my husband woke up and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, she won't stop touching me. (laughs) And I was so pissed. Like, why won't this baby stop touching me? It is so irritating. (laughs) Hot. Like, I mean, that was a low point. That was a really low point. But just in the last few weeks, she's, she's stopped nursing, like, in the middle of the night. Wow. So how many hours are you getting now? Um, this is going to sound so sad, but probably like four and a half to five. (laughs) And that's like a really big deal. You know, when I went in for, um, Sasha's nine month checkup, um, Mm -hmm. the, the nurse, you know, they always ask like, is she sleeping through the night? And I was like, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's not getting up till like two 30 or three. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and, and, and the nurse was kind of like, oh honey, that's that's not through the night, you know? (laughs) And, um, and I talked to the pediatrician and, and just asked him like, well, how long should she be sleeping? And he was like, oh, she could go like, um, 12 to 14 hours. And, um, and I was like, so she doesn't need to be fed in the middle of the night. And he's like, no, you can just let her, you can just let her go. Like you can just let her cry and um she'll be fine and and i think i just needed like permission from somebody you know yeah um and and i have to say like it just really totally worked like how long did it take for her to it probably took a couple weeks um which we were which we expected um and she sleeps from like seven at night until six six thirty in the morning um that's amazing I know, I know, and I and I just I was talking to my husband about it. I think last night, and um, was like, I feel really proud. You know, I feel like she's a good sleeper because we made her a good sleeper. I mean, she has something to do with it too. But, but like, we went through like this really hard thing that we made ourselves do, and now and now we're all happier for it. You know, yeah. um, not that I'm not I'm not like saying anyone should do cry it out or whatever, but it really worked for us. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah. I think, you know, it's it's so interesting to hear from somebody who did that. And I, I know a number of people who have done the, like, the cry it out method. Um, everything that I know about you as a parent, I really respect. And, you know, we have things in common and, you know, just everything you're doing with longest, shortest time. I'm like, yeah, like I'm totally on board with that. Yet the sleep thing is like such a, it's set up to be so divisive that like. Did it surprise you to know that um, I did cry it out with Sasha? Maybe a little bit, but not in a way that was like, oh, I can't believe she did that. Really? Honestly? Yeah. Uh I mean, I think maybe if you had asked me like three or four months ago, I would have maybe had a little bit of that reaction. Why do you think? I think it's because we think that like how you get your child to sleep or like whether your child sleeps and how well your child sleeps is like a reflection of you as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, like how good you are as a parent. Like that's the thing that you get asked when people see that you have a baby. It can be like in the grocery store at my dental hygienist, who's probably like 23 asked me like, is she a good sleeper? Like that's the question. And you, you know? feel like, do you feel like the question is, are you a good mom? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. Like, that's what I hear. I don't necessarily think that's what those people are communicating but <laughs> or what they're intending, but that's what I hear. I mean, I was just thinking about this this afternoon because I had such a hard time getting Adele to go down for her nap so that I could talk to you. And, you know, deep down, I believe that I'm the best mom for Adele and that what we've done, even though it looks ridiculous has worked for us and has built a bond between us. And, um, you know, I feel like really kind of listening to where she's at has been really great. Um, But as I was trying to put her down for a nap today, I was like, this is like preventing me from doing something that I want to and need to do. And I don't know, I feel embarrassed. I feel like maybe we made the wrong decision about how to get her to go to sleep. Um, I feel like a a bad mom, (laughs) you know? Really? You had that, you had that just during today's nap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where like, again, I find myself sitting in the rocking chair with this baby with tears coming down my face and, because she's older now, she responds to me, so she starts crying because she's I'm crying. Aww. And I'm like, this is a mess. This is yeah. such a mess. Do you ever think about, like, you know, like when our daughters are, uh, like, I don't know, um, 16 years old, you know, and just being like, you know, there was there was a time when you, you couldn't you couldn't sleep unless I was patting your butt for an hour. Right. That actually has been like one of my favorite exercises for gauging like what do I think is going to be the long-term effect of this is um, I would like especially project to like bringing her to college and I would be like, okay, do I really think that I'm going to have to like drop her off at college and like have a heart to heart with her roommate 
and be like, now listen, when Adele's ready to go to sleep, <laughs> just hold her in your arm, like wrap her up really tight and swaddle her <laughs> and jiggle her and put your finger in her mouth and then she'll go to sleep. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's it's like, certainly that's not going to happen when you take her to college, but it's also not going to happen when she's like six and you take her right. for a sleepover. Like you're not right. going to have to tell the other mom, like, <laughs> here's how to get her to sleep. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Kate Bowman Johnston is a children's librarian at the Free Library in Philadelphia. Her daughter Adele is 13 months old. If you're interested in using a no-cry method like Kate did to get your child to go to sleep, I've posted Kate's reading recommendations at the Longest Shortest Time website. I've checked in with Kate since the last time we talked, and she told me that Adele has now slept through the night more times than she can count, but Kate herself is still waking up every three hours, whether Adele does or not. And as always, if you'd like me to consider your story of a struggle in early parenthood for this podcast, go to longestshortesttime.com and click contact. I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects, and I have to go in there and find ten. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. What is this? Prince donated this guitar. <gasps> I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff. Fonzie's jacket right. worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days. There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Listen.